So speaking of emails, I love how fucking Crypto Dira preemptively put the fucking lyrics in the email to us. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. Thank you. Oh, man. Awesome. It, it if, tickled me. As if preemptively addressing your concern, they attached the, the fucking lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'm that guy. I guess. <laughs> you, we have, we've been doing this for like that long. Right? You've definitely gathered a reputation for really being critical when they don't put those up. Okay, how about this? This is, what is this, episode 52, right? Yeah, this is episode 52. Okay, it's almost like I've said this 52 episodes in a row. <laughs> brought up <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm, they're, they're doing what I'm asking. You yeah, see like, what they did there? They yeah. put it in the email because I always complain about it. So That's so yeah, funny. That's good. Yeah. I stopped using the samples a while back. I'm going to have to start using that again. Man, I honestly, I really wish when we were together in the same room that you had that shit on a fucking button because that would have really been the whole like morning DJ style where we could have been like, you know, but yeah, but sadly, I've never invested in like, uh, you know, a, a, a pad or whatever. Christian, wait till all that math core money comes in. I'm telling you, homie, we are going to buy all the soundboards. It's gonna any be day now. Fucking tight. Yep. Any, any day, day now. <laughs> I'm not sure who's cutting that check, but yeah, waiting. Check Wait. or money order. You know, we <laughs> really? take either oh. one of those. Cashier's yeah, check. Do you, do you Have you ever even seen a cashier's check? What even is that? Dude. <laughs> Dude. What, is that fucking, what a, does that even hey, fucking mean? <laughs> due to my due to my uh, choice of a, a job, uh, I pay my rent every month in a cashier's check. <laughs> really? That's... I don't have checks. You don't have a checking account? No, I have, I have a checking account. I don't have a checkbook. Well, yeah, of course, I don't either. I have a checking account, but I don't, yeah. I've written a check ever, period, in my entire life. Never once. Man, this is such a nice adult <laughs> conversation we're having. <laughs> what is what is the economy? How does that work? <laughs> what but is a loan? Yeah. Dude, dude, I, I go in and pay, like, you know, San Francisco rent price, you know, every month in a goddamn fucking just, like, give the lady cash. And she's like, oh, okay. Just, like, does the, the transaction. Just it's ridiculous. Robert asks just now, um, I was thinking about it today, and if there's ever a week y'all are low on bands, maybe you could do an episode on older mathcore bands. Yo, that's actually super possible because we're, we're like running low on new shit because we've been covering so much in the past like few episodes. Um, yeah. We're doing it weekly now. Like we're really covering a lot of ground every week. That um, could be yeah, touched on. Yeah, we could definitely. I wonder. I wonder yeah, we, we wonder still need to do like the retrospective on Converge and Botch. We like took a, we took a poll on it and they definitely voted for. Was well, it Converge we, or was it Botch that one? Can you remember? It was now? Botch. I still have all of my, all of my work on that still like all of the research I've had on that and that because we were basically like agreed on doing that a month before COVID hit. So like, I definitely was like writing notes down and like researching different websites and like, you know, naturally in the, in the world of hardcore and, and like all of our obscure genres, there's not like hella fucking books you can buy on like that are mentioning botch, you know? So, um, but, but it was fuck, I, there really def- should be though. Yeah. But honestly, there are quite a few good websites, thankfully that just, uh, you know, nerd the fuck out and, you know, just yeah but anyways I, I i would say i would say the retrospective thing is really fun um but also uh uh just like i don't know i'm not sure how far back or how we would do that like let's do a math core index coffee table book <laughs> damn damn that'd be right? good right just like a, some full color photos and some nice little blurbs and some some words with the bands i don't know 
Um, wasn't this the whole thing, you know, when that grindcore uh, documentary was like teased for like three fucking years? You kind of like mentioned like, oh, you know, that that needs to be, that needs to happen at some point, like a like a more of like a, a mathy mathcore uh, documentary. Well, yeah, I had the idea to do calculating infinity, a documentary about math. That's core. what it was. I got what it was. Ben Weinman has cleared the use of the name for the for the uh, the documentary. So, and he's agreed to do an interview with me. We just haven't. I haven't done any fucking work on it because yeah, COVID nineteen happened and it's and I know the, the I know the law, I know the law and everything, and all you need is a verbal agreement from Ben Wyman, and you are set. You There's no way that anyone can sue me now. Yeah, nope. exactly. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's good as gold, baby. That's fucking. That's it. We all know that fucking Ben Pie's word is law. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the 52nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Spotify, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And bans on this episode are determined by our Patreon supporters, so you can go check that out if you want to get some exclusive benefits. Uh, For example, you can listen to this podcast live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. PST. Hmm? We're doing it live, baby. <laughs> so the first band that we're going to talk about is The Most. And The Most are a seven-piece math rock band from Southington, Connecticut. And this is a Patreon-voted band, so thanks so much, guys. And they just released their new album of What We Have, October 9th, via Choke Artist Records. And they're doing some catchy and eclectic math rock with horns. Really, like, whimsical vocals. This is just, this is fucking excellent. This is like incredible shit, honestly. This is the first band where I hope you would have committed like voting fraud and just covered them anyways if they would have <laughs> not voted it because the, I honestly, I'm so happy that, uh, cause the last release that they had, I believe was 2016 and it's a banger. Um, and we naturally weren't doing the podcast at that time or just didn't see them or whatever. It was probably mm-hmm. when we started around 2016, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, this is fucking amazing. Um, really excited about this new release. Uh, it's a full length, and they gave it to you, man. Uh, the whimsical vocals, you nailed it on. Uh, in some of the uh, tracks, you know, he kind of gets that more beefy man-man kind of style. Oh, you said uh, vocals, it. Vocals, which Truly. just fucking, man. I was just it, about to say, that's one of the most interesting aspects of this project is, like, the major presence of freak folk influences. Absolutely. Um... Well, let's just keep going on the vocals then. Man, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, I got some other things here. Uh, so with his with his vocals, that whimsical side, it you know, most of the songs... It, fuck, I don't want to say that they could just all be instrumentals, but they have so much... Um, so much structure and so much just I mean, everything Body. is so well written mm-hmm. where um when the vocals do come in may they be in the beginning middle or end of the tracks uh and this is this applies to all their albums um i'm just like oh okay awesome like i just accept it it, it i i'm just i'm about all about everything that this band does uh but the dude's vocals specifically um they are i mean it might be just the you know how how they how they're producing it and everything but it always seems he's slightly in the background where it 
it's never really truly like like in the four of the mix yeah like like if, it, if we're like doing 50 50 on the band it's like he's like yo you guys have 60 i'm gonna be like 40 back here like that kind of thing um i i definitely see uh i don't know i i love it i don't know how to describe it but i just feel like he's just a little bit in the background a little um, more subdued i guess yeah uh anyways that's all i can really uh say about the vocals um but i i this, it just sounds like such a full piece you you could have told me this is a 10 a 10 piece not a seven piece and i've been like yeah sure i mean they're, <laughs> they're practically an orchestra by that rationale i mean there's so many members yep. they got people playing horns and that's one of the other interesting aspects of this project is the very prominent use of um of horns on the album like i'm a lover of ska you're a, not much of a fan of ska okay um, no, not particularly. Operation when, Ivy is about as far as it goes for me. Or that's not. Yes, Do- Dolly's gone yeah, wrong. That's yeah. Um, so so ska, we're talking real big fish, mighty mighty boss tones. But we're talking the horns are involved in everything. Um, when 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 I when I tell you these bands, do you like or dislike the horns in something like that? Yeah, it doesn't really work for me. And it doesn't work in that for you. context. It, it, okay. You figure it wouldn't work for me as well in this context. It's kind of seems sort of like disparate, but. That's what that's where I'm always um I'm always find it interesting but naturally I mean this band if you didn't like this band we might I might question our friendship uh <laughs> but I'm always like damn I mean I know he doesn't like ska but like how can this hit his ear but then he can't hear the full fucking sweet sweet brass the sweetness of mighty mighty boss tones you know ska cast mm. coming never mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 But yeah, but no, I just I find it interesting that you you dig this, and then but then like the other ones, you're like, mm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, for some reason in a math rock context, horns are like really, really, really work for me. For example, it really does recall Clever Girl for me. <sighs> Boy, does it, dude! Boy, does it! This band reminds me as much of Grizzly Bear, Man Man, and Animal Collective as it does of bands like Clever Girl, Feed Me Jack, and like Shipley Hollow. You know, it's like a great combination of those two things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, As per my, I, my post earlier today, I, 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 I had a similar comparison, but that got etched away because I saw that you kind of had that comparison when, uh, in the stories today for Math Core Index. So I was like, ah, pfft, all right, I'm gonna move on from that one. So, but yeah, man, I totally agree with you. Uh, once again, just such a well-rounded band. Um, the complete, just amazing, good vibes. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say, man. Just fuck yeah to this. This is. I mean, I know we just started the podcast but this is my 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 one for this for this uh episode mine too i really really yeah. like this this is quickly becoming one of my favorite albums of the year for sure i yeah. think guitar tone on this record too it's got that really like chorus and like tremolo effect laden that really was recalling like a lot of post-punk bands for me yep like talking old talking heads kind of that that same like guitar tone that they used i sort of like hear that on this record but a lot of freak folk bands use that too so and here's the thing what makes this one of my album of the years already um is for the we're already we're in fucking october um but i mean uh it's uh the fact that i could not for the best of me just tell tell like like pick a favorite track and like be confident in it and like give a reason why um this album in general i just once again i said well-rounded it's just it's everything Uh, it was hard for me to choose a favorite too yeah um I mean, I just I, for picking the track, man. You got to do it. I, what tracks I, did you enjoy? One down. I I, I loved them all. Honestly, you loved them all. I, I you kept doesn't have jamming. any notes on any particular mm-hmm. ones. 
no, not nothing. No, dude, I kept just changing and changing. And um, when I listened to it uh, today with Veronica and everything, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'll take the whole fucking album. Well, I will say that I think they lead with the strongest track. Track one, Final Frost, is an incredibly catchy opener. It's got great lyrics. Saw you as you entered, hid your face behind a tattered piece of paper. That's, yep. that's a great line, really sticks out in my head. I liked track four, Mile Run, which is incredibly hypnotizing. It's got these just lulling kind of repeats and stuttering horns that sort of, again, lull you into relaxed and sort of like hypnotized state. Sort of if you put re- it redundant if, there, but... <laughs> if you put a gun to my head, um, it would be a uh, Whoa Hot uh, uh, oh, Cinders. I'm getting to that. Give me one second. Uh, track okay, seven, that, be, that would be mine. I'm just saying, if you got the gun to my head. That so track is it. amazing. But yeah, cool. I liked track seven, def- uh, Deflate, Deflat rather, Deflat. <laughs> yeah, Deflat, yeah, yeah, deflat, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which sure. uh, shows the band at their most qu- uh, curious and quirky, kind of like reminding me of some like progressive Beatles B-side. I don't know, that, um, it, that kind of occurred to me. Uh, sorry to interrupt. My, in no. my brain, I kept yeah. reading it D-flat. It's so like, oh, D-flat. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, sure. But yeah. There's a joke flat. in there somewhere. And yeah, yeah there's, there's some, yeah. Uh, track eight, Whoa, Hot Cinders, is probably my favorite track aside from track one, Final Frost. I think that that is where they really show some extremely strong songwriting. Like the those horns come in and I just feel like I'm floating on a cloud and it's kind of just these gentle guitar parts that come in and it finally just crescendos about halfway through and then just gently returns you to earth. And then it wraps it up with this like really impressive, like more purely math rock sequence that was really recalling floral for me actually at the end of that track. Uh, for anybody that does not like the horns, um, you gotta see these horns in this band as just a warm blanket that they fucking cover you with. It's, um, it, it really adds such body, like, to every track. It's, it's amazing. The, the warmth of the horns is definitely there. Mm-hmm. So I think we're ready to give them a track. So I guess we agreed on that? Or what? Well, well, let's we do agree? Final Frost. I think Final Frost oh, is the more... Oh, you son of a bitch. All right, fine. Well, the reason I say that is I think that Final Frost is the more excuse me, is the more, like, concise track of the album. You know, I think that they they kind of... It, it sort of, like, nicely displays in a little package, like, what this band is capable of doing, so... Bring it on, dude. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Final Frost, which is track one from the most's new album of What We Have, and that came out on October 9th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Final Frost, which is track one from the Most's new album of what we have. And that came out on October 9th, just last week. Boom. What a fucking album, too. Really, really enjoying that. I've just had it on repeat, basically, since it dropped. Yep, that's awesome. So the next band we're going to talk about is The Guts. And The Guts are a five-piece mathcore rock and roll band, shall we say, from Brighton, UK. Fucking great bands coming out of Brighton left and right, man. Like, um, And this is the only non-Patreon voted release of this episode. Really? So thanks to you and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, More like, yeah, 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 Thanks yeah. to Dan Gibbon for, for sending me this shit. Thanks to Dan. Big ups. Big ups yourself. Um, and presumably this is their final EP. It's called Death, and they're releasing it November 1st. So it seems as though the project is possibly being laid to waste, or excuse me, laid to rest uh, after this release. Do you know what laid to waste is a good Freudian slip for them? The music that they kind of played, they kind of went down that, you know, that Southern rock kind of tinge, you know? That was a Freudian slip, man. That was good. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> it certainly, I think it was more a Freudian slip in regards to a horsewhip, but fair enough. Yeah, that, mm, whatever. And just talk uh, about like sassy, sassy shit, just sassy math core with dueling vocals and just tons of rock and roll, rock and roll aesthetic. Yeah, definitely a good timey feel good sound. Uh, I guess if anything, you know, with you telling me that it sounds like they're going out with a bang, um, you know, with a good old time, uh, I can see they're, you know, I, I definitely would, um, I would consider this a little more on the zany side, uh, due to, uh, the vocal approaches. Absolutely. There, there's, there's two vocalists. So that really provides yeah. a ton of diversity in the yeah. delivery. Zany, um, I would I sometimes uh, at times a bit goofy, and I don't really mean that in the best way. But that was my only like negative critique about this. Um, it's just not something. It's not something. This is not an album that's in my wheelhouse. That's like I'm like as a, like I consider this like a daily jam, I guess. Um, but that's just what I'm into right now, and just all that kind of stuff. But all in all, it, it was very. Uh, it was very just a feel good. And that, that's the thing with the vocals. I want to say it's a double-edged sword in my eyes because I agree. it's, it, it's, it's so different and unique and I don't want to shit on that. And it makes me feel good, but it also, it's like, there's these times where I'm like, there's this one point where it's like this, it's almost like this na-na-na-na-na almost kind of thing going on. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm fine on that. I'm good. I, that's like, I'm good on that kind of thing. I, it's just, it, there were certain parts that just kind of st- steered me away. But once again, that is just specifically like Levi talking and being like, I didn't like that. I can see what you're you saying. Know? No, it, it, there's definitely some of the delivery can get a bit obnoxious at times, but it, it, you know, I do enjoy the diversity that having two vocalists provides. Both of them share guitar and vocal duties. So then they tend to like trade off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I mean, I did not yeah. like my one of my critiques does revolve around the vocal since we just jumped kind of to that. Like I although I think many of the performances are good, I found the inhaled vocals to be horrible and sort of a stylistic relic that is just not aged very well. It has not. And, it, you know, there wasn't as much of it, you know, than the other kind of vocals. But that definitely steered me away as well. Um, all the other vocals I, I think are great personally I understand what you're saying it's kind of like a bit much but I think yeah. that they it's execute a, yeah. everything else but that in, in particular 
well. uh, once once again man they're all over the place it, it sounds fun and you know as far as myself getting to review this it was awesome but you know is it something i'd be slamming on every day <laughs> fun. You know? i'm trying to avoid using the word fun in my reviews because i i send i like i tend to lean on that word and saying it's rock and roll yeah. when i have very little to say about it but i guess this, I is, kept, this is a I, fun I release though few- I it's, keep using feel good, which is basically the same fucking lazy. I would, just like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't describe that as such or this as such. Um, I feel like it's more aggressive than it is feel good. I don't think there's really much room for feeling good, but in terms of just having <laughs> like a kind of a, a fun rock and roll aesthetic just to be completely down the middle of the row with my, my, uh, my description, <laughs> it's, yeah. that's definitely, that's just what kept coming back to me. I, I did like this release though. I, I feel like there's, there's always some room for improvement, but I the feel little like the, jazzy parts were nice, you know? Yeah, the guitar work is really excellent on the release, for sure. Yep. Like, Dan Dan kills it with his guitar covers, too. What I will say is, uh, I do have a track that I did enjoy uh, the most, and that would be track three, uh, Control-Alt-Repent. Uh, uh, Control uh, Repent, yeah. Yes. That's, a great, that's a great song. It's got those sneaky little piano parts on it. Yep, and just really nice transition into like the, uh, once again kind of like a newer, lower kind of vocal range um, that I hadn't heard yet on the album. Uh, kind of like this low talky kind of style. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed track three. That one uh, I I definitely went back to um, to listen to like I liked, three times. I liked track four a lot. Black Magic. That was good too. That was yeah. good too. It's like yeah. really like swinging. You know, it's got kind of a swing to it. It's like a math core rock and roll banger and despite the glaringly obvious system of a down riff from d devil i did not notice that yeah they totally borrowed that riff but i'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was a deliberate quotation because it's like note for fucking note but also let's say that that's a base it's also kind of like a basic ass riff so like how are you gonna really get mad about that mm-hmm all right so we're gonna go ahead and play for you jesse james which is track two from the guts new ep death And that's coming out on November 1st. Here we go. Come on, we gotta get in the fight. 
Alright, so that was Jesse James, which is track two from The Guts' new EP, Death, and that's coming out November 1st, presumably their final EP. So the next band we're going to talk about is Cryptodira. Cryptodira are a four-piece progressive metal mathcore band from New York, New York, presumably, the city, in the state. And uh, this is another Patreon-voted band, so thank you so much for that, guys. And uh, they played our first annual fest, a little bit of notable, notable history about them, alongside mm-hmm. um, Carbomb and an Albatross and their label mates in Yashira. So it was a, it was a pretty cool thing we did. You know, it was all right. Was a, that was a good year. Damn, damn good two days there, man. And Cryptodira play progressive metal or even progressive death metal, one might say, with slight math core tendencies that I'm just going to come out and say it, it really recalls Alaska era between the buried and me for me. Absolutely, absolutely. 
I think the the BT Bam influence is all over this and completely undeniable. Like, I absolutely love the 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 singy t- uh, to a, a harder uh, kind of hardcore vocals. Right, uh, just the the mix is just amazing, and that's I, I love certainly the balance. It, yeah, right, and that's certainly where that comparison lies for me too. Is is the vocal yep. approach? I mean, the instrumentals too, but and we were talking about earlier with the guts, the the opportunity for interplay that having two vocalists can create, and both of them share guitar and vocal duties. So we get a lot of call and response and a lot of variation in the vocal delivery uh, in what they do. And a lot of it is singing. Honestly, it seems to me with this new single, just the new single is, is filled with way more melodic material, which makes me wonder if that's the direction in which this project is heading, you know? Wow, did it take me to a, to a time, uh, this new track. Uh, mm. Absolutely. And you're right, uh, the, the, the call and response is uh, there um, for sure. And it, it's, it's once again with that, with the balance of the two vocals, it's great. Uh, definitely this like melodic kind of medical uh, metal core thing going on. Um, and in a good way, in a good, like it gave me the, the vocals and the strength and the style gave me this Jason Howard kind of uh, thing. And not really where the blood has been shed, but more like Jason Howard kill switch engage era. Um, it gave me this really awesome, like early aughts metalcore vibe in a way. Um, and I guess I, I wouldn't mind Crypto Deer going this direction fully. Um, it was, it, yeah, very enjoyable, this new single. Yeah, they definitely, it's kind of a departure, honestly. I mean, I guess that, that melodic material has always been there, but I just see them like leaning further and further into more of like the Opeth and cynic kind of side of what they're doing, which to be fair is those are definitely massive influences on between the barrier to me too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is almost like a, the second or third generation band in, in that respect, inspired by those bands in question. Yeah, so, I mean, Maybe it's a little too early to tell if they're making that shift though. I mean, we've only heard one single off the album, so we don't want yeah, to Yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe it's the refresher. Maybe it's the refresher of the album and we're just gushing about the refresher. Or right. Like exactly. That. Like, we don't really know for sure. Yeah. Um, they also just released a new uh, two song EP better left unsaid which is coming out September 11th or came out September 11th rather yeah dudes are busy yeah and they've also announced a new full length album the angel of history which they're releasing later this year via good fight music awesome yeah so I'm I'm really that's what that new single is off of actually should have said that right up front but we're fucking bumbling idiots (laughs) Mm -hmm. well the thing is that Christian and I we, we covered the two song EP and then like I mean, Christian basically got to jam the new single uh, yesterday, and I got to jam it today, like yeah. two hours ago today. S- sort so, of a last-minute yeah. switch up for for both yeah. of us. There, they wanted to they wanted to have us showcase the new single. By the time you, you're hearing this podcast, this single will actually already have been released. So, yeah, you can always shove a new single on us. I have no problem, you know, clearing my schedule for a little bit to uh, for, knock for out three a and a half minutes. Yeah, I got no problem with that, dude. Got no problem. As we've established a couple episodes ago, you operate in 60-second intervals, but 40 seconds is enough. I'm a busy man. <laughs> uh, that's a premature ejaculation joke. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but... Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Cast um, inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there's a couple things. Though, like The project can definitely be just a little bit on the long-winded side some of the singing kind of outstays it's welcome for me too occasionally mm-hmm. it's not like I, I think that it's poorly executed necessarily I think that it's actually fairly maybe not accomplished but let's say proficient but uh, yeah sometimes it's just it goes on for too long 
and when I'm like waiting for the more exciting parts to hit, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm afraid of. I really don't want to see this band like lean further into like more of a uh, the atmospheric kind of like you know prog influences. Don't pull a contortionist. Or the human abstract, you know, another the kind human of... human abstract. Oh, man. Rest in peace what they used to be. Damn. That was another band that kind of, you know, sprang to my mind when listening to Crypto Deer was the human abstract. I see a lot of parallels in the, the style and the songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, naturally. So, but I mean, better better left unsaid is going to contain your more uh, more of the singing vocals like we're like we're speaking mm-hmm. of. And you're right. Um, I, it, it was a lot. But I want to say that, you know, they're they're not like gushingly like fucking cheesy, like level, you know? It's, no, not like not like Tommy <laughs> Rogers fucking Alaska, <laughs> Alaska area between the barrier to me, which is kind of fucking cheesy at times, you know, Oof, or maybe more yeah. so on the silent circus, actually, like that whole chorus where he's like. The, the sound from the, lo- the lovely laugh from the love His- of my life or whatever it is. It's just like, oh, my God, Tommy Rogers, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, side critique on Alaska. They just released the 2020 remaster or whatever. God, stop and I doing fucking- that hate it and i i and, and his his they everything still sounds goofy and they did this like they did this to the um anyways never i'm not going to get into it anymore just the alaska remaster i don't like it i tried to listen to it like two or three times and, I'm, and then i went back to the old one i'm like mm, okay that's nice i mean i i i appreciate the fact i guess that they did that because it's it's kind of it kind of is nice to hear it with like a different mix sort of but will i listen to that version no like the only like reworked version of any album that i ever listened to is the new version of you fail me or remastered or whatever the fuck they did to it whatever whatever kurt baloo decided to do it sounds great but usually i will not bite at a fucking remixed and remastered album i I hate that shit i want to hear the original shit I get it if it was like your first it was like oh it's our self-titled from 2002 remember when we weren't with God City yet, and we recorded this other guy. Like, I mean, I understand like redoing the first fucking album, which between the Barry and me did. I think I think it was a 2020 or maybe it was 2019 remaster of their uh, first one, and that's okay. It still sounds a little weird, but like it sound it, it does sound better. The quality doesn't sound like it's on a burnt CD anymore, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah, <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, I guess anyway. that's true. I mean, yeah, Jamie King fucking did a good enough job, in my opinion, mixing and mastering or engineering. I don't even know actually he really did specifically but he did a good mm-hmm. job engineering their fucking older shit yep so i don't know yeah um uh, know. any any anywho, um i guess if i'm gonna pick a track man it's gonna be oh, uh, an, one, one last speaking of fucking remix and remastered shit do you ever listen to cky no uh oh, no nope. so i was listening I, to cky I mean, today yeah. and i was listening to flesh into gear and i swear to god the version that is on spotify differs from the original version of the song and it has some like really bad cheesy overdubbed like synth solo on top of like the most exciting like riff of the fucking like the bridge riff of the song that shit pissed me oh, off oh i'm gonna i'm i'll put a list together on the conspiracies on like ones that have like people have changed shit and not like said anything that i look up and it's not even like it mentions like remastered and stuff yeah i jam a lot of older records where i'm like wait a second did they redo the vocals I'm like, I'm pretty fucking sure that was Oh my like god, I'm so got so I've got a theory back to between is, the Barry is it and me. the Bernstein Bernstein Bears? Is that what this is? Is that what we're doing? We're like, getting into like, some fucking... mathcore conspiracy shit, uh, theory shit now. Like I have I used to have this suspicion that between the Barry to me had a remixed version of the Silent Circus because one time I went to their maybe it wasn't their MySpace, but 
it was I like I heard it the album I like I downloaded it somewhere and it was a completely different sounding mix than the one that I had of the Silent Circus and I went to the I like messaged the band I was like is this a different version of the album and they were like no only one version of the album exists this and that and I don't know if that was that they just did this recently the remix but now I'm really wondering if uh, did I did I just dream all this was it was it a fever dream. <laughs> Man, in the day, or did they actually the re-record the album uh, back then? They're just being sneaky about it, you know. I don't know, man. Or in the days of like, in the days of like Napster and stuff and Mediafire, like I remember, like definitely constructing. I would go look up the track listing of 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 albums and then go download each one, you know, and then put them in order. And that's how like I'd create like all like the old screamo that I couldn't afford and shit like that. Mm. And I remember putting a lot of like old records together like metalcore and i go back in my cd collection and be like whoa that's like a demo or something and where did that one and you realize you, you got know? grabbed all the pre-production fucking demos and shit yeah you would find different stuff like that back in the day dude pretty easy without even like intending on it just being like uh click and then just getting something random be like huh you know or you get the what is it the random like napture like thing where it would be like between the Mar- Be- between the buried and me this track and then it would be dillinger or something like that and you would just grow up you're you know, as a as between a the married bees that, yeah 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 you'd be like mm, okay sounds good sounds <laughs> um i've actually got a fucking a fuck ton of old music from back in the day on my external hard drive i'm just looking through this yeah. shit right now like as for us oh man maybe you should burn some cds and then like sell them on sell like them. you know <laughs> sell them on facebook what a cheesy like that, son of a bitch how fucking yeah. what a fucking no, cheese what, dick who, Oh, somebody does that? Wow, that's that's crazy, dude. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, they and they shall go unnamed on this podcast. Yeah. Anyways. Um. So anyway, I think we're ready to go ahead and give them a track. Yeah. Um. I mean, naturally, are we? So are, do we get to? Are we? Do we get to pick from this single as well? Or I mean, do we just have the two tracks we're picking from, or what? No, we're gonna give them a, a track off the new album, the unreleased. Album. Oh, baller! Well, at cool. this time, by the time this podcast comes out, this single will have been released. So. <laughs> We're going to awesome. go out and play for you A Tendency to Fall, which is track five from Cryptodira's new album, The Angel of History, which is coming out later this year via Good Fight Music. Here we go.
bing bada boom fucking awesome man it is good it's good yep good 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 song is good <laughs> alright so that was A Tendency to Fall which is track 5 from Cryptodira's forthcoming full length album The Angel of History which is out later this year via Good Fight Music I wonder when they're gonna drop that it's fucking October you know who knows? I mean, yeah, there's no there's no release date currently, but dangerously close to the end of the year, you know, to be to releasing another album. But maybe they'll just announce it and then actually release it earlier next year. That would be the more wise thing to do. I mean, you just you run the risk of being excluded from every year end list if you drop something November or later. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when when you drop something in January, it's like pretty fucking smart. January, or February, because then you have the entire year to form an emotional bond with the music. So that's you know, that's a good way to get noticed. A little <laughs> so little, you know, that's a good you. way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's all right to announce something late in the year and then release early in the year. I think that's and that can certainly work for you. Anywho. <laughs> The next release that we're going to talk about is the Kurama Splice Split. This is sort of a mm-hmm. first for us. Usually we, we talk about bands on an individual basis, but in this case we might have had probably a lot of redundant statements to make about both the bands on either side of the split, so it kind of made sense just to cover the, the release as a whole. So uh, Kurama and Splice are both four-piece chaotic hardcore metalcore bands from North Richland Hills and Cypress, Texas, respectively. And this is a Patreon-voted release, so thanks uh, so much for that, guys. And they just dropped their new split, which is called Splyrama, cleverly <laughs> enough. <laughs> a uh, portmanteau of the, both their names. And it just came out on August 21st. And honestly, this is a fucking perfect match for this split. Both of these bands have very similar sounds. Um, as far as splits go, uh, you know, naturally you're always wanting to stick that bad boy on a on a seven inch something like this, and I, I love the what, the balance of uh, both both bands give two tracks, uh, and uh, yeah, they I would say they both do chaotic metalcore, but they both shine in different ways. Uh, I I really enjoyed this split. Um, I'm fucking stoked we are covering a split. You know, once again, it's the first time we're doing it, and this this is fucking really fucking sick. I mean, we did we did cover the CU Space Cowboy second grade knife fight split, and the arms uh, band word band name uh, removed from comment. <laughs> uh, did split. we? Did we? Did we really? We did. We covered both of those splits. Yes. Well, then I'm just gonna go on record saying I enjoy that that we're doing splits. Yeah, yeah I mean that kind of thing. Th- yeah. This time it just kind of made sense to fucking talk about it in one go. Yep. Yep. Uh, um. <clears throat> th- I mean, I, I, I honestly, uh, I almost want to see where you go um, on which band you enjoyed more. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you right off the bat. I definitely enjoyed the, uh, I, I enjoyed the A side, the Kurama side, just a little bit more, honestly. If, yep, you, if you're asking me my honest opinion, I feel like mm-hmm. Kurama made the stronger showing. Yep. Well, let's start with Kurama then. That's kind of where I want to, I want to go with that. Yeah, then. please. Yeah. Um... I guess uh you know naturally Karama they're they're doing more of a just a very 
panicky style of chaotic uh, metalcore, you know, uh, with just, you know, the chords and then the vocals. Uh, I, uh, it was definitely giving me the MySpace vibes, you know? Oh, absolutely, um, for sure. But I'm going to say myself, I enjoyed Splice uh, more. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, now, I really enjoyed Splice uh, for the fact that um, it, uh, these guys, I, I like the, the more kind of heavier uh, kind of mid-range vocals uh, that Splice did. Um, I really enjoyed the kind of slower uh, approach to their music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sleep paralysis. I thought it was a really nice addition uh, of the of vocals uh, to have that the the featured vocals. vocals. Mm-hmm. The guest, yeah. Um, and it's funny because so- that first track is like night and fucking day. Like the, the, the second track may as well be a different band. So that is the one thing I, I find in, it's 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 the second kind of double edged sword here on the vocals you know uh, uh, of the of, of this podcast but this is one where it's like I love this track and it would fit so great it would fit better in a larger album mm-hmm. but you know it you know and if you look at both of these bands um, I just don't think it's it's a good decision because they uh, I'm maybe Splice is the group that has maybe a small EP before they do because um, one band has a demo and then they did the split and one of uh, then the other band does uh, a demo had a little three song EP and then went to the split so both bands are pretty young and this is like almost almost like their first release they're both very you know? new bands yes so I wouldn't I, I just you know it's interesting to shove you know to the first thing I'm going to listen to of Splice is Splice with the addition of these vocals it's like okay cool like i'd rather hear just splice but all right sounds good and that and and the thing is it it is such polar opposite compared to the to the next track even though both are like kind of like i'm saying more of a a bit slower approach of chaotic hard uh, hardcore that uh their their counterparts do uh but yeah it it was um i enjoyed the the two songs it's just for the ep it was like hmm, a little confusing but i still enjoyed it more I thought it was a very, like, both bands are bringing, like, a very, like, great blend of heavy and chaotic, like, modern metalcore. You know, it's very much at the current, like, of the zeitgeist of the hardcore movement. It's very much, like, the in sound, if you will. Like, they're both both channeling, I'll just come out and say it, just both channeling very heavily Code Orange, Chamber, Knocked Loose, and to a lesser degree, CU Space Cowboy, especially Splice on their, Mm -hmm. their side is definitely a little sassier. Especially with the end of the first song that they do, you know, it's those like daughter esque kind of chord shapes come in. But I really like. Isn't, Kum- isn't uh, Kumara K- Kurama? Isn't that the one with the more sassy vocals, or is that? Uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty I, sure. I'm pretty. Maybe you're right. Sure. Maybe I see. Yeah, it kind of. It kind yeah. of. The release sort of blurs together for me. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm pretty sure Kurama is the is the sassy vocals. I'm pretty sure. But Christian, I as well. Maybe you and I are both being old men right now. <laughs> it's happened. It's definitely happened. Yeah. Um, it, it, hey, it's happened. I tell you. <laughs> so I really liked. Uh, I really liked the the first track of the Kurama side in particular. I, I feel like that was some of the best material on this release in general. Uh, there are more planes in the skies. Or excuse me. There are more planes in the ocean than submarines in the sky. I thought they really fucking brought it on that one. 
And yeah, I thought that, that, that that'd be uh, Kurama. Yeah, yeah. And I thought yeah. that the uh, the the last the second splice track was also like their better showing too. Uh, I'd, yes. be re- I'd be religious if Jesus turned water into whiskey. That is my track. I really, really enjoyed that track. I guess that'd be like uh, out of the four songs yeah. that that's that's the one. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden they just like turn on a dime, and it's way more mm-hmm. fucking impressive than the last like two or three minutes from the first song. So. I, I I absolutely love the the title too. I'm surprised that hasn't been taken yet. So stoked. But just all in all, like a great little fucking Mashi EP. I, I see a bright future for both of these bands. Hopefully they they both come out with something more substantial. Man, it would be cool if they both kind of timed out later on. When about in a, in like you know, let's just say a year from now, we're both covering you know two like big EPs or you know larger releases from them. That'd it, be nice. And it's also just great seeing like more sick, chaotic kind of bands coming out of the, you know obscure smaller less you know like less urban areas of texas shall we say like i think maybe i sort of spoke it into existence but i was kind of being hyperbolic by saying there's like sort of a growing Mm. movement coming out of fucking denton and allen which is definitely an exaggeration i don't think that's really necessarily true but there's some cool there's some cool bands springing up though that are doing some really interesting shit so i i feel like there's a lot of promise in that scene even though there's not really a scene right now because there aren't shows or there shouldn't be shows. Yeah. Basically, if you're having shows or playing shows right now, hopefully you're doing it like the mo- the safest way possible because it's like really sketchy. Basically, you shouldn't um, be doing it. So, <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know. Um, I follow uh the dudes uh from Ya, and uh they are like what? It's Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're from Hawaii. Yeah, um, the, I believe the the mainland, uh, and they um or. Yeah, I think so. God, fuck. I think so. But um, what I'm seeing is like they got a situation there, like a little local setup where it's like a tr- uh, they play out the back of like a trailer, like a flatbed, and everybody is just kind of grouped out and spaced out. But, you know, like any local show, let's be honest, folks, how many people show up to your local shows anyways? 15, 20 people? Technically, there's a lot of there's a lot of local scenes that could just be socially distanced just due to the, the, the small... Damn, a whole like, 15, 20 people? That's a lot of fucking kids, dog. Pew, 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 <laughs> shots fired at Levi at all the local scenes. I just said it. Like, yeah, it's just like... Yeah, like Technically, we all probably could like social distance in a lot of like. I definitely play. Shows. Okay, yeah, that's fair. A lot of the Antarctica shows could have definitely been COVID shows, just due to the I amount of people. Say, let's, the- let, let's count the Ink People shows and all the <laughs> fucking set the stage shows that we were like. It was good. It was a fun show, but let's be honest, how many people were there? Like that kind of thing. But yeah, the, or, or the barn shows, or the like- shows where it's just like <laughs> the bands or the people who are throwing down the hardest for us because. We're like the touring band, quote unquote, and no one fucking knew who we were, so they just left after all their friends played. It's like the only people in the crowd are the, actually the members from the bands that we played with. House shows. That's pretty much the house shows. But fortunately, those are the people who are always the most excited about your fucking music, so that's that's yeah. an honor in itself. I have no issue with playing to fucking five and ten and fifteen people. I've done it many, many times, you know. So Sometimes uh, he's got to fucking guess... suck it up and, and play the small show. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's your yeah, art. Yeah. I mean, if you care about showing people sharing your, the joy of your music with people, then it shouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. We're just sending all kinds of mixed messages right now. Don't play shows. Treasure playing shows. <laughs> I I literally did that. Just that just popped in my head. Though I'm like, wait, there's a lot of tiny scenes. Wait, you there's probably places you could just socially distance and play a show. But maybe yeah, the whole thing is everybody wants to mosh and do things like that where that's not a good thing. But yeah, anyways. Uh, but uh, man, a uh, question on the the. Uh, the split that we're going to cover are we going to do a track from each band then, oh absolutely yeah yeah we're, we're going to cool. do 
So we're going to go ahead and play for you uh, track one from the Kurama side, which is uh, there are more planes in the ocean than submarines in the sky. And we're going to play for you uh, track four, which is from the splice side, the last track. Uh, I'd be religious if Jesus turned water into whiskey. And that is from the Kurama splice split entitled Splorama. <laughs> and that came out uh, back on August 21st. Here we go.
Um, <clears throat> for everybody. Yourself, anyway. Oh right, shit. Thanks. Wait, wait, wait! Shut up! Shut up! I'm still getting. I just started doing this. Hey, all right, I'm back on here, you sons of bitches. I just <laughs> unmuted myself. All right, for everybody in the chat that likes uh, uh, Kurama more, then that's fine. I'll take all the splice and I'll have it for myself. <laughs> this message brought to you by Kurama Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sick though. Yeah, uh, both tracks are awesome. Fucking man! Now that is that is a, a a one that should be like in a physical copy, you know, nice little wax. Mm, hold that. I, I get be the nice. feeling people don't fucking like seven inches. Every time I bring up doing a fucking seven inch to any band, like someone always like shuts it down. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It in my brain, in my little lizard brain. I, I view seven inches acceptable and only screamo well, because, and like older, like crust and grind right. and like any other genre. I'm like, mm, I'm fine. Honestly, like I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm totally, I totally agree with that. <laughs> you know, it used, I think what it is is that it used to be a rite of passage for bands, like a punk rite of passage to release your music on a seven inch vinyl, you know? Yeah. And uh, now it's just people don't really rely on physical pressings as much anymore. So, yeah. So that was. There are more planes in the ocean than submarines in the sky by Kurama, and I'd be religious if Jesus turned water into whiskey from the Kurama Splice split called Splirama. And that came out on August 21st. Going back just a little bit for that one. Yep. Worth it. Absolutely. We wanted to work in all the bands from previous polls, and that's what this episode is accomplishing. This is basically, if it weren't for the guts, I would call this a Patreon-voted edition, (laughs) because it's all all the the bands that you guys have voted on previously that were, like, lesser voted. I think the only one that we really fucking went out of our way to avoid covering that everyone voted on was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cool on that. I, I regret that. Maybe maybe I'll have a change of heart and we'll fucking throw it on a future episode. But Word. So the next band we're going to talk about is Sulaco. And uh, Sulaco are a five-piece technical death metal band from Rochester, New York. And boy, do I hope I'm saying that correctly because it could be Sulaco. not really sure about this one. I didn't look up the pronunciation, so... The, pr- the pronunciation. Yeah, I was, um, I was, doing, I was going Sulaco, so... Um, great. Perfect. Then we agree. And this is a yep. Patreon-voted band once again, so thanks so much, guys. And uh, Sulaco just dropped her their <laughs> new EP on uh, August 17th, and it's called The Privilege. And they play some technical and experimental death metal with, you know, what you might expect from the genre. Head-spinning, creative riffage. <laughs> yep. That um, really recalls the crin and cephalic carnage for me. Sorry, I'm like. Dropping. I agree. I totally, I, I completely agree with the Corin. Uh, you took a put, took that note away from me for sure. Because it's just fitting because the art even looks like the art to the Corin's Shadow Breather. Did you pick up on that? Yes. Um, it's like the same fucking well, thing. Um, as well, the so the the Corin, if you, it's so hard to find all their old all their like albums together to compare. They're not all on Bandcamp, but they really kind of started more out as like a, a goofy. Style like more style pissy, um, and their vocalist was a very very goofy man, um, and he's been kind of wiped away from it all. Uh, but then they picked up this other the dude. Do you want to expand on that comment? 
Um, so you can find, you can probably YouTube the Kryn, like, just and find like their older shit but oh man i can't remember this dude's name they had a three song ep i remember that at least yes so he uh this is before that this is so that's that's when you and i knew each other like 2006 7 you know eight that kind of era that's when the crin came out with that but before that they were they were more um kind of like i would say like avant-garde kind of like bungalish like it, they were all over the place and uh they were still like breakdowny and stuff but uh they had a vocalist that was more on the sassy side kind of a tiny scrawny dude but he was so polar opposite of the band live because vocals you like you would listen to it and you'd be like okay okay but you would see live shows and he would all they would always come through since they were from, from Minneapolis and they uh he would play he he would have like he had this like knotted up like long black hair a uh, small little white dude and he would wear uh, a boxing uh jacket like he was mike tyson like coming out to the stage and he would wear boxing gloves and that's how he would perform a lot of the time and it wasn't like a thing where he would like undress i mean sometimes he would take it off and he just you know he didn't have a shirt underneath but he had this thing where he would walk to the stage or walk to the to the just the band because you know most fucking shows in north dakota were just on the floor of some place you know at a barn um so it's just uh, yeah very interesting dude the like and the, so if anybody wants to look up just go deep back in the like early crin you can find some shit but yeah the dude the dude that did vocals was an interesting man and really took away from what the crin was <laughs> i guess that's all i wanted to say there <laughs> wow some insight so so yeah. did, you saw the crin live then Oh, I saw the Crin for for years. Absolutely, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, thought you I mean, they they definitely stayed at my place, and I won't. Did you book oh, them? I then? got, I got, I got too many. I got too many stories on that vocal. Yeah, I, I won't say anything else. But okay, yeah, yeah we're uh, we're going uh, on a real but, tangent here about the Crin. Yeah, we whoa, should be talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, we're, we're going an old man corner. Yeah, we don't need to do that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's all good. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah, we we booked them. We we played shows with them and stuff. The Crin, and this is like early Crin. Uh, like like I said, at this time when where they're really fucking crushing like on that three song ep that's that's not the crin i know but the two i mean the two dude two to three dudes that are the base i'm pretty sure are still the base of that band so yeah anyways that's all i yeah <laughs> interesting um yeah so anyway yeah, yeah it reminds me of the crin <laughs> down yeah, right down to the I art the, fucking... <laughs> especially the, the vocalist his, his like his delivery not to say that they're like especially derivative sounding or anything, but yeah, the, the vocals were certainly recalling the former, and the guitars and the songwriting were recalling Cephalic Carnage. Mm-hmm. They, they managed to stick a fucking really ambitious track on this thing too. I mean, it's a it's an eighteen minute runtime on a five track EP, which is already impressive, and then they give us a seven minute track, Warning Signs. You know? Oh yeah, really um, musically dense. Yeah, absolutely. The the vocals were fucking strong as hell, man. Uh, I just couldn't I, I couldn't take uh, get away from it. Um, some yeah, uh, really good performances. Uh, talented. And and man, I looked on the back catalog. They've been they've been crushing it for a while. You know, I did not. That was I didn't do my due diligence there. I did not go back and listen to this band's back catalog. Oh, sadly. I really didn't listen to too much. Uh, honestly, it wasn't like I got because once again, uh, they. What they have uh, an album in 2011, 6, 3, uh, 18. Yeah, dude, they're all over the place. Uh, fucking, um, and 
it, it, it stylistically definitely changes through the years, but uh, the, just uh, we're just a well-rounded band, uh, musically very talented and everything. And all the production is awesome, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> Every last release is sounds great. I, I certainly enjoyed the CP a, a good deal. However, I felt like track three, Full Tomb, felt a little phoned in when compared to the rest of the release. I just felt like the material they put on that track was a lot more generic, kind of felt like a bit like they were using some like stale thrash riffs. They can, mm-hmm. they, they kind of like busted out those parts occasionally in other songs too. Like in Warning Signs, like there's some kind of like re-thrash riffs that pop up here and there. My, my the other... vocals, the vocal style, sorry, the vocal styling takes me to that thrash style too, you know? That's fair. Maybe, um, maybe it's that... just there the whole time and I just was kind of turning a blind eye. Mm. Yeah. I also felt like they wasted a lot of real estate by having that last track being like an improvisational noise rock track. It just kind of came out of like left field. and I did not care for it in the slightest. It just felt silly and like, a, you know, a waste of real estate on, and you know, a short EP. Well, especially after, you know, the, the, the warning signs track four and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, how, I, how do I we go to... from a seven minute, like epic tech death prog metal, fucking you know magnum opus to like exactly. a fucking an improvisational track that you like wrote in the studio or whatever yep i'm track one and two fix this and the cut up th- those both grab me those are bangers man yes i thought they were fucking real good for sure sorry there's some somebody screaming outside um <laughs> I, yeah i liked i did like track one a lot i thought fix this was probably like the most well-rounded and most concise track on the release making it the podcast song but I think track four would actually be my favorite song personally, just because it's really ambitious. I mean, yep. Seven minutes is a fucking lot of material without repeating. And, you know, the material feels very inspired. Like even like four minutes into it, I'm not like fatigued with the direction it's going. I'm like, damn, I'm still listening to this and this is good and getting better. Like, yeah. Just once again, interesting that the end with that, that noise track. Yeah. I just, uh, it doesn't, doesn't grab me right, man. Yeah. That was a bit of a letdown, but it certainly starts strong enough. So mm-hmm. I think on that note, we should just give them track one. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Grabs you by the boo-boo. It's great. Perfect. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Fix this, which is track one from Sulaco's new EP, which is called the privilege. And that came out on August 27th, excuse me, August 17th, rather. Here we go.
so that was Fix This, which is track one from Sulaco's new EP, The Privilege, and that came out on August 17th. So let's see here. Uh, moving right along, the last band we're going to talk about is Pulses. And uh, Pulses are a four-piece post-hardcore prog rock band from Dumfries, Virginia. And this is another Patreon-voted band from, like, many, many months ago. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like seriously from the spring but this one could not be ignored as i listen to it more and more it's just been growing on me and they just dropped their well they released a new full-length album back in april which is called speak it into existence and fuck man i really love this it's just some feel-good upbeat and in times even like poppy post-hardcore with a lot of like metalcore and prog rock influence uh agreed Completely. You took away pretty much uh, half those notes there. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, very feel good. I I love the amount of tracks that I got to fucking bang through and just go back and listen to over and over again. Um, great fucking lyrics, man. Uh, a lot of uh, just extra musicians getting added into the mix on different tracks. Mm. Uh, just like the most. Just uh, I love just the, the well-rounded, uh, just fucking just great musicianship here it's i awesome. love the lyrics too on that note they're very like like very meta you know very oh, like self-referential man. and there's like a very like a slight hip-hop element with like occasional wrapped verses throughout this album too i will i did not write that down but i will agree with you completely good call i that's yeah per, kind of almost wrapped yeah yep. i mean like the, the the vocal performances are just excellent all over this record with a variety of styles again singing screaming slight hip-hop, you know, sort of rap delivery occasionally, too, even. Mm -hmm. Basically, everything about this record was fucking well-executed, from the performances to the instrumentals, the production, overall creativity and originality. I gotta give it to them on all of those fronts. Like, And not only that, they're an extremely prolific band. They've been around for like four years, but they put out two full-length albums, three EPs, and numerous remixes, so there's a lot to, to take in if you're just discovering this band. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're you're speaking of the releases and everything, uh, I really want to touch on the physical copies of this uh, release. Uh, you can get it in uh, your uh, in a lot of different formats, including uh, they are or were selling at least uh, eight track uh, copies of this album, which I find hilarious. Um, <laughs> I know Converge. I mean, con- I made a note of that too. I know Deathwish just did a limited run of like less than 20 or maybe it was a little over 20 of a uh, cursed and uh, like I know Deathwish is trying to throw all three cursed albums on there, but they couldn't fit them on. So they kind of like did like a best of cursed. Uh, and I just think it's really interesting because I know those ones from Deathwish, they, I'm not, I, I didn't know it was a thing, but they, they somehow have the film, they record and everything with it, but they, uh, repurpose them. So they're like all old A tracks from like other releases from back in the day. Mm. So I, that's I interesting. Know I had no that, idea. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, for any band member that does listen to this, uh, that we're covering, uh, from pulses, uh, kind of get back to me on that. It, it, I find it really interesting. Uh, I, I'm not sure if this is going to be a thing and it, you know, if you're reaper, I just, I think it's so cool. <laughs> it's so fucking cool to have a physical, a physical, even if you don't fucking jam it, it's like, yeah, you got a fucking eight track from, the I think band. that they're kind of just pretty, like pretty driving cool. the point home that like physical copies of anything is almost just like a fucking novel, a collector's item, a novelty at that, you know? Physical de- media I mean, I, is obsolete, apparently. I, I think it's cool if it's like a like a, a, a collecting thing, you know. Because I mean, what what can you do with a fucking poster but hang it up, you know? So I mean, I, I get it if you're you know doing a custom eight track, and you know some people might have the the players out there and stuff, and to those lucky folks, they get to fucking actually jam it and shit, you know. I mean, you know, what, dude, I, I think I, that I think that that's a thought that I was just having. You're talking about that, um, or brother, we're talking about you know physical media being obsolete. Why not send people lyric sheets instead since they're not going to be buying physical media if they buy a digital copy that should give them the rights to have some kind of lovely fold-out lyric poster sent to them or something i don't know spitballing mm-hmm. but and then i guess you're in the into the you're factoring the album you're factoring as posted and stuff and you know everybody that buys your album is hopefully in the states because then if not you know if they're in australia then the album's gonna cost more you know because they got to pay the postage blah 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 all that kind of shit that kind of gets a little messy well, yeah you just charge more for international shipping it's not it's not fucking no, rocket. It's not yeah, rocket right. surgery, Levi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, bud. You're right. I'm talking about some tracks that I liked. I really liked track one, Speak It Into Existence, which has got to be the most like well-rounded and concise representation of what this band does, mm-hmm. um, which is that's what a track one should be, of course. I liked uh, track four, uh, Exit Warp Breaks, which kind of kicks off that 80s like synth drum loop with that like bunk bunk like snare sound (laughs) (laughs) yep and it has a chorus that is more or less reminiscent of the lyrical delivery of mysticals shake your ass which (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that was really hitting for me (laughs) yeah okay okay. you know what i'm talking about yeah no i get it i get it he's like take take your bag watch yourself i'm like this is this is shake your ass (laughs) that's pretty awesome man good call uh yeah uh, uh exit Exit Warp was amazing. Um, so good. Yeah. Uh, I loved uh, uh, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. That's the most like technically uh, impressive track on the album. Yep. Uh, the, the featured track, uh, the featuring track, uh, track seven, the good vibes only with uh, the Gavin Cole. Uh, that I, I, once again, man, uh, there's so many fucking awesome tracks. Uh, Truly. What a great album just to knock out completely. Um, and, yeah, I think I think I the say. big highlight of the album, though, for most people, is going to be Louisiana Purchase. That's like 
the big pop banger of the album lyrically and vocally has some of the most like hip hop influenced verses and then soaring post hardcore choruses and then just ends with a full on like hip hop beat with like reverb heavy auto turn uh, auto tuned vocals that's the thing if if track one and two don't have don't get your attention i i mean it's gonna be a long album for you man track two got me i mean i was already really enjoying track one with some of the influences that they're showing here like it reminded me quite a bit of uh, the fall of troy and of Seder too you know from georgia mm-hmm. a similar kind of mission statement very melodic groove heavy post-hardcore with progressive metal and even math core elements and yeah, I like, didn't you didn't you do a fall of troy uh mention there today too wasn't that the other comparison you did it for or not i was don't know not? but this this band certainly recalls fall of troy for me okay <laughs> all right this there one, we go this one in particular i think more than any other band on this episode for sure so i have very little to say about this that's negative like it's very forward thinking and original manages to stay very fun and engaging throughout the entire duration of its 43 minute runtime yeah, and that's, I mean, that's really ambitious for like a DIY kind of status band. Like they really put a lot into this fucking album. It's a massive effort for a band that's like not on a major label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, I d- I did feel like it kind of it can get a little overly bubblegum and poppy at times. So if that's not your thing and you can't handle singing, you may want to give this one a skip. Ooh, I'll eat that up, dude. It's it. Yeah, I I mean, I get it. It's definitely kind of a a bit of a you got to be in the mood for that. You got to be. But it's it's so. Yeah, it it makes me it makes me feel warm inside. This this was a a great uh, episode with these guys uh, pulses and the most. I was very, very, very satisfied uh, in in my heart uh, after this uh, this, you know, episode for sure. We're working in some more like math, rock and melodic stuff this episode for sure. It needed to be done. It's just. It's just great to see, you know, in both bands, they p- pumped out, you know, uh, full lengths, you know, uh, I, I'm just stoked that they exist, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of material to sink your, your teeth into here for sure. Even mm-hmm. with the most, if you're discovering the most, they too have an appreciable back catalog, let's say that you can explore. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Speak it into existence, which is track one from pulses new full length album. Well, their recent full length album which is called uh, Speak It Into Existence, the title track. (laughs) Uh, And that came out on April 17th. Here we go.
Ugh, I love that. So good. Fucking what a fun album. Oh, absolutely. That's. Uh, I want to keep going through the rest of the album there. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, this one really, really grew on me. Like, I. I, I the, my first listen was probably like. And, you know, when it came out, probably in April and May, and then again, like a month or two ago. And since then, it like crept back into my suggested re listens, and it's just been like growing on me again and again with each listen until I finally was like, why did we not cover this originally? Just like slip through the cracks, I guess, like so many other great bands. Like the fucking Kurama Splice Split, that was, that came out in August. We, we meant to talk about that weeks ago. Man, all over this episode. Yeah, I'm glad that we worked it in, though, because also really enjoyed that one, too. Uh, so before we wrap this up, I just want to thank all of our Patreon supporters so much. All of uh, all of you listening in the the Discord right now to the live stream of the podcast. So thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Robert, Mike, Sinza, Kent, Matt, Austin, Jesse, Eli, Jamie, Sam, uh, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, Andrew, Chris, 30 Seconds Go, Jeremiah, Sonny. John Bum, Ezekiel, Dimitri, Taylor, Eric, Jesse, Iconi, Rory, Chris, Caleb, Adolfo, Holly, Ethan, Andy, Bebop, Austin, Nabila, Graham, Christian, uh, Matthew, Jim, Brandon, Jordan, Joshua, Danny, Brian, and we've got a few new Patreon supporters as of today, actually. Welcome back to Austin. Uh, thank you so much to Dan for joining, Spencer for joining, Tucker, and Ethan. We love you all. Uh, really appreciate your support, and again, thank you for listening to the podcast live, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you all. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Like you guys, you guys keep us going. So uh, I guess that about wraps it up for the fifty-second episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian. And I'm your co-host Levi. And we'll be back again next week with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.